is doing um, okay this week. I know it's been a full week for so many and in our world as well. And so we're going to uh, just uh, take an opportunity to just pause, to breathe, to pray, and to just ask that the Lord would be the one to make us new and to really speak to us um, this morning. So right where we are, just as we are, let's just take a, a moment and we're going to come before the Lord as we prepare to receive the word um, this morning. And uh, this morning we're going to be asking God for wisdom. So let's take this moment to ask the Lord for wisdom in prayer. Vamos a orar juntos esta mañana. Vamos a pedirle a Dios por sabiduría. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you are with us, that you never leave us, you never forsake us, that you always take care of us, Lord God. And I loved that reminder that you are the one, Lord God, who is who who initiates all giving, Lord. You loved this world. You loved us. And so you gave us, Lord, your only son. And God, for that, we want to be able to live our lives as a thank you. Queremos, Dios Santo, vivir nuestras vidas como una, man, una manera de decir gracias, Señor, por tu gran fidelidad y por tu amor, Dios Santo. Y Señor, pedimos que, um, que hoy, Señor, um, hables eh, por medio de tu palabra. Speak to us, Lord through your word. We confess, Lord, today everything that we've done as well as those things that we've left undone. So would you receive that, God, this week? We pray for our world that so desperately needs you, God. We continue to lift up to you the conflict, Lord, in the Middle East, in the Holy Land, God. And Lord, thank you that there was even a glimmer of hope this week with the release of hostages, Lord God. But Lord, it is so overwhelming, so heartbreaking, and Lord God, you weep with those who weep, and so do we, Lord. We grieve with those who grieve, and we pray and we stand in the gap, Lord, for all of those in pain and suffering. We lift it up to you, God, uh, today, Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord. Um, and uh, God, would you just speak to us in a way that is new, in a way that is fresh, in a way that is direct this morning. Háblanos, Dios Santo, esta mañana. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we've been uh, in 1 Corinthians this whole month where we've been learning about new creation. And what exactly is new creation? How does it work? How do we live into that new creation? Hemos estado aprendiendo sobre la nueva creación en Primera de Corintios. And just a little bit of background that we've been talking about over the last uh, several weeks. But uh, um, the church in Corinth was a place in modern-day Greece. Corinth is in modern-day Greece. And the church in Corinth is a lot like a church like ours. It was a young church, it was a small to medium-sized church, but there was a group of people seeking to do the will of God and to live according to their call, just like us. God meets us right where we are, just as we are, and takes us where we need to be. But the main theme that we see in 1 Corinthians in, um, is actually this, and we have a slide for this, um, and it's, it's going to be uh, that we know who we are, because we know whose we are. We belong to God and we belong to each other in God's family. La tema de Primera de Corintios es sabemos quiénes somos porque sabemos de quién somos. Pertenecemos a Dios y nos pertenecemos unos a otros en la familia de Dios. So during his time in uh, Corinth, Paul actually grew a very deep relationship with this group of people in 
Corinth. And, you know, anytime we go deep with anyone, um, uh, we actually can begin to experience all kinds of emotions with them. And that's what happened with Paul and with uh, the relationship he had with this young community, with the Corinthians. Paul actually had a deep love and a deep care for this community. El apóstol Pablo tuvo un amor profundo para esta comunidad. And the relationship with Paul and the church in Corinth, it felt like a roller coaster. We see every single emotion described there in the book of 1 Corinthians. We see moments of joy, frustration, happiness, challenge. Feelings and emotions between Paul and the Corinthians um, were actually very big feelings. Because in every family, there will always be big feelings. So the church is a family, and with the family, there are always going to be big feelings. It's going to feel like a roller coaster sometimes, especially with those who we love. In the same way that Paul loved the Corinthians, when we choose to be vulnerable, when we choose to love others, there will be big feelings. And we need to invite God into those big feelings to fill that gap with grace rather than judgment or resentment. So la iglesia es una familia y con la, las familias siempre hay grandes sentimientos. And in this passage, Paul is talking to the Corinthians about living wisdom. And we're going to read this passage uh, on living wisdom in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 18 to 30. And you can even begin reading it there in your Bibles. But we're going to read the, the whole thing together at the end this time. But today, we're actually going to be looking at godly wisdom and learning a bit about what it means to live by wisdom. Hoy vamos a aprender qué significa vivir por, con la sabiduría de Dios. And um, the Christian family throughout history has actually identified a person in Scripture with wisdom. Some of you know who that is. It's a person in the Old Testament. Who, who knows who that is? Who's that? Solomon. King Solomon. King Solomon in the Old Testament, he was the son of King David. And he's oftentimes who we as the Christian family look to for wisdom. En el Antiguo Testamento leemos de Salomón. Y, y Salomón era un hombre, un rey de sabiduría. Hoy vamos a aprender cómo vivir en la sabiduría. Solomon went on to serve as the third king of the ancient kingdom of Israel. And he also had part of the legacy of his father and of his mother. Solomon experienced both times of brokenness and times of blessing and flourishing. Sounds like life, doesn't it? We've experienced times of brokenness and times of blessing. And uh, to Solomon, there are three main books that are usually connected with him. And that's a Song of Solomon, Ecclesiastes, and Proverbs. David, King David, the very famous one that we know of, the psalmist, he was the father of Solomon. And he was known for being a man after God's own heart. But Solomon, in his wisdom, was actually known in some ways as a man after God's own mind. Solomon wanted to know more about the mind of God. Salomón quiso saber toda la sabiduría de Dios. In fact, Solomon, he chose to seek wisdom. Solomon was very wealthy, but that was not enough 
the wealth, the property, the stuff that was not enough for him, that wasn't satisfying to him because Solomon didn't view that as success in his life. As it says in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, all of that stuff, when we're just chasing, chasing only about, uh, uh, we're only chasing material things, money, titles, all of that is just going to feel like chasing after the wind. It's not really going to lead anywhere. And it, it, what, what, what is it going to result? Chasing after the wind. What are you going to gain from that? Nothing. But you will be exhausted. You will lose all of your breath. You will lose all of your energy. Solomon sought to know the ways of God. Solomon quiso saber las maneras de Dios. Solomon sought the wisdom of God. And then he wanted to share the wisdom of God with others. So as far as the wisdom of God, this is what we have to learn. And we have a slide for this um, in, God, in this. And I want you to write this down. God's wisdom is available to those who seek it. If you want to live in the wisdom of God, it all begins with seeking the wisdom of God. God's wisdom is available to all those who seek it. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Si quieres vivir en la sabiduría, la sabiduría de Dios está disponible para quienes la buscan. Si buscas sabiduría, Dios te va a dar sabiduría. El temor del Señor es el principio de la sabiduría. So God's wisdom is available to those who seek it. Solomon, just like his father David, he wasn't perfect. So God doesn't say, you need to be perfect before I give you my wisdom. No. Seek it. Ask him. He will give it to you. Solomon wasn't perfect. In fact, Solomon messed up a lot. A lot, actually, when we see it in Scripture. And I just love how the Bible doesn't try to hide that. The Bible doesn't try to pretend like we try to pretend sometimes, right? We just want to portray this image that others see and, and try to do everything to maintain that image, right? Get the likes or whatever it may be. But the Bible just gives a real picture of real people and actually doesn't hide the brokenness of Solomon. It's amazing because what if we lived that way? What if we lived as honest as the Bible does? And what if we simply accepted that part of the work that God is doing in us and through us is that God is working with us just as we are? Not how we want to appear to be. Not how we pretend to be. Not how we think we should be. But God works with you just as you are. Dios te, te mantiene relación contigo tal como eres. And who are we as God's people? As people created in the image of God, we are both broken and blessed. I want you to remember that. Who does God seek? Those who are broken and blessed. Ambos estamos rotos y bendecidos. Broken and blessed. If you relate with that, then guess what? That means you're human. That's the human condition. 
to be broken and blessed. That's who God works with. Real people, not fantasy people, not just religious images, but with real people that are broken and blessed. And those are the ones that God is willing to give his wisdom to. Not just with the pretenders who think they all have it together, but only with real people like me and you, broken and blessed, saved by the blood of Jesus. That's all we have. We're saved by the blood of Christ. There's no one righteous, not even one. So let's just stop playing. Stop pretending. Stop playing the self-righteous game. Stop playing the image management game. Because I'll just be open with you right now. And I've learned this the hard way. God's not falling for it. God's not falling for it. We can deceive ourselves. You know that? We can deceive others, but you know we can never deceive God. We can never lie to God. And he doesn't want us to lie. Just as you are, he'll work with you, broken and blessed. He's not impressed by our works, and he's not afraid of our brokenness. El Señor no, está, no se impresiona con nuestras obras y no tiene miedo de nuestro aquebrantamiento. So part of being on this journey, which, uh, which um, God has called us to, means that we're made new by him. We're both broken and blessed, and yet God makes us new. Remember, that's what we're learning, that part of the new creation is standing in the, the gap between who we are and who we're called to be. That's what 1 Corinthians is all about, what we've been learning about all these weeks. And on our own, we're never going to have perfect wisdom. I just want all of us to, to be aware of that and be okay with that. The perfecter of the wisdom of God actually wasn't even Solomon. It was actually our Lord Jesus Christ who came after Solomon. Jesus knew that knowledge and information is not the same as wisdom. Wisdom goes beyond knowledge and information, but Jesus lived out God's wisdom and Jesus put, put and, and Jesus uh, he is God's wisdom in the flesh. Jesus actually put wisdom in action. That's part of what real wisdom is about. Not just knowing everything, but putting wisdom into action. Jesucristo vivió la sabiduría de Dios y Jesús puso la sabiduría en acción. So how do we put wisdom into action? There's this verse, and we have a slide for it, in um, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 to 5. And it says this. It says, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension or every pretending that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Derribamos argumentos y toda pretensión, y llevamos cautivos todos pensamientos para hacerlos obedientes a Cristo. So how do we put wisdom into action? How do we actually 
step into the living wisdom that the Apostle Paul is talking about here for the first Corinthians, for those live for the Corinthians living in the gap from who they are to who they're called to be, to transforming into this new creation. How do we do that? And I want you to write this down. How do we put wisdom into action? First, we actually, we demolish arguments and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And I want you to write this down. The wisdom of God begins with taking captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. La sabiduría de Dios comienza con llevar cautivo todo pensamiento para hacerlo obediente a Cristo. Wisdom begins with obedience, and obedience is wisdom in action. La sabiduría comienza con la obediencia, y la obediencia es sabiduría en acción. Solomon, in his life, he had... Um, some high points and he had some low points. And actually, um, at the end of his life, he actually ended up uh, hurting a lot of people. And he misled a lot of people during his reign as king. But remember, where King Solomon is, is left lacking, our King Jesus picks up the pieces and he fulfills the call of obedience, of wisdom in action. And just like Solomon fell short, guess what? When we fall short, when the ideal lacks, all of us have this image, this ideal that we want to live up to, right? But the good news of God is that when the ideal lacks, grace abounds. Grace covers you. Grace fills the gap. Grace restores and grace makes a way. Pretending will get you stuck. Chasing after that same image over and over again. But only grace will restore and free you and make a way. La gracia restaura y la gracia, la gracia abre un camino. Grace making a way is what wisdom does in action. Jesus was obedient all the way to the cross. And in fact, the cross is the power and the wisdom of God displayed for all to see. As the scripture says that we're going to read about a stumbling block to some. The cross is foolishness to others. But according to the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians, the cross and the resurrection is the wisdom of God on display for the world to see. La cruz y la resurrección son la sabiduría de Dios en exhibición. And we're reminded of this in this passage that we're going to focus on as we conclude our time here together in 1 Corinthians. Today we're talking about God's wisdom, which is living wisdom. Remember, living wisdom is a wisdom from above. God's wisdom is not conformed to human instincts. God's wisdom is not conformed to just my own thoughts, my own feelings, my own instincts. Or God's wisdom is not conformed to popular opinions. And right now, 
in this moment that we're in, as a church family, but even as a culture around our country and around the world, friends, brothers, sisters, we don't need more information. We don't need more, uh, more knowledge. Family, we need wisdom. We need wisdom. Necesitamos sabiduría. We don't need more noise. There's enough noise going on. We don't need more groupthink. We don't need more tribalism. But we need wisdom. For our sake, for God's sake. Information and wisdom are not the same thing. Intelligence and wisdom are not the same thing. Some of us know that already. You know, I saw this, this clip um, uh, earlier this week about this father talking about his son and, and he actually was very challenged by it. And he said two things and it's absolutely true, right? We've been there a lot. He said, I love my son. He is so intelligent. He is so brilliant. But I don't understand why he does such dumb things sometimes. Wisdom and intelligence are not the same thing. When it comes to godly wisdom, we're all on common ground. Because the wisdom of God is available to those who seek it. God's wisdom is available to you. La sabiduría de Dios está disponible para ti. By grace, I can tell you, I have, I have friendships. I have friendships that, uh, with, with folks that are actually um, amazing people, all kinds of people. All kinds of people. In fact, I've met people that are deeply educated, and some that are actually educated fools. I've also met people that are under-resourced people, that they're wise beyond their difficult circumstances or their unfair situation. The beauty about the wisdom of God is that the wisdom of God is available to all who humble themselves and seek it. The wisdom of God is not available to the proud to the proud who think they know everything already and have no room for God's wisdom, God's wisdom is not available for them. But to the humble, those who seek it, guess what? If you seek the wisdom of God, you will find the wisdom of God. Knock and the door will be opened. Seek and you'll find. Solomon had his ups and downs but Solomon began with the right attitude in seeking God's wisdom. So how about for you? And we have this slide up, and I, I want you all to ask yourselves this question today and this week. What is your attitude before God today? ¿Cuál es tu actitud ante Dios hoy? Is your attitude based on worldly wisdom? A worldly wisdom that says, I got this, Lord, my will be done. My will be done. That's worldly wisdom. Or is your attitude aligned with living wisdom, with 
godly wisdom that says, God, I surrender. May your will be done. An attitude of humility, openness, and surrender. And I want you all to remember this and write this down. And we have a slide for it too. Wisdom begins with humility, openness, and surrender. With humility, openness, and surrender to God or what God is, or what it's called the fear of the Lord, reverence to the Lord. La sabiduría comienza con la humildad, la, la apertura y la entrega a Dios. That's the beginning of wisdom. Humility, openness, and surrender. Humble yourself. Open your heart to God. Surrender your will to Him, and God will fill that with living wisdom. That's the beginning of wisdom. That's the journey of living wisdom. Openness and humility. Humility is admitting that God is God and I'm not. God is God and you're not. That's the first step in humility. Dios es Dios y yo no lo soy. We all have blind spots. We all need help. And according to the, 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 the scriptures here, that is the beginning of wisdom, being aware of that. Wisdom begins on the inside, not on the outside. The attitude that we have before God is actually connected to whether or not we receive that wisdom from God. Attitude and thinking make all the difference openness, humility, and surrender. It all begins on the inside. And as a church community, we're actually going to be seeking God's living wisdom together in this new year. So let the journey of wisdom begin with an attitude adjustment, with a change in attitude. Instead of, God, I got this, my will be done, Lord, I need you. Your will be done. That's the beginning of wisdom. From my will be done to Lord, I surrender. May your will be done. Well, let's come before the Lord. And we're going to pray over these verses that the Apostle Paul speaks in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, about living wisdom. So right now, just as we are, let's close and let's meditate and ask God for wisdom. Open your heart, open your mind. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you because your ways are not our ways. We thank you, Lord, as your beautiful word says, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Pero para nosotros, los que estamos siendo salvos, es el poder de Dios la cruz. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligence. I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? 
Whereas the philosopher of this age has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him. God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. But we preach Christ crucified. Pero nosotros predicamos a Cristo crucificado a stumbling block and foolishness to some. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom. Porque la necedad de Dios es más sabia que la sabiduría humana. God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise if you've ever felt like you're not equipped like you're not enough God has chosen you if you have ever felt weak and vulnerable God has chosen you because God chose the foolish foolish things of the world to shame the wise God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. Cristo Jesús es la sabiduría de Dios. Thank you, Lord. That wisdom is not something that we can make or manufacture, but it's a gift that you give us. It's a gift that you give those who seek you, those who are open to you, and those who surrender to you. Jesus Christ became for us wisdom from God. And now, Lord, would that wisdom become flesh in us? Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Te damos gracias, Dios Santo, that you receive us as we are broken and blessed and you make us into new creation. That you take simple people like us and you give us the wisdom of God, the living wisdom that will never be put to shame, God. Thank you, Lord, for your cross. Thank you for your power. Thank you that we can live into that victory now because of you. In the faithful and beautiful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's stand and we'll close with this final, uh, pray, with this final prayer and final song.
been set free. I've been set free. Oh, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I am found. Was blind, but now I see.
was lost, but now I am found. Was blind, but now I see. sweet the sound. Friends, it's been such a joy to be able to worship together this morning. And as we go out from here, let's go with that, with the grace of God over us and remembering that the wisdom of God is available to all who seek it. As we go out from here, just a couple of reminders. We do have fellowship, women's fellowship, and 
uh, Bible study fellowship uh, Wednesday and then women's fellowship on Thursday at 6 p.m. Um, and as we all clear out here today, let's all help out with whatever we can um, as we clear out our space here today. But friends, um, as we go out, would you receive this blessing from the Lord? Reciban esta bendición, first in Spanish, then in English. Que el Señor te bendiga y te guarde. Que el Señor haga resplandecer su rostro sobre ti. Y que nuestro Dios te dé la paz y la sabiduría que buscas. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you the peace and the wisdom that you seek. Amen. Amen. Go in the peace of Christ. God bless you. Go in peace. And we'll see you in worship next week in Tulane.